0: Good morning, everyone.
1: It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show, broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and northwest Ohio. This is Exes and Bros. How are you? How
0: are you? Good, morning.
1: good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a good morning. Wake up to a brand new day. Hello. <laughs> Good
0: morning.
1: Good morning, Vietnam! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. (laughs) I
2: just saw via Metro Detroit News that uh, somebody went dine and dash at Angelo's Chop House this weekend. Guy ran out on the bill. I mean, broke out like a track star, just took off running. How, How did that happen again? Geez Louise, gotta get that fixed Oh my goodness, welcome back here Our number two X's and bros, Michigan Sports Network Text the keyword sports radio Send that to 21000 Sports radio to 21000 Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843 866-838-4843 That's 866-838-HUGE you can hit us up on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Do not mind the camera angle tilt. Readjust here coming up at the break. MichiganSportsNetwork.com is the website, XB Mornings. is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. Ryan Elkie is at Ryanel underscore Key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. You know, Ben, I didn't even ask. How was your weekend? It was good. Uh, kind of relaxing. Uh, went out to lunch on Saturday and sat down in the first. Uh, it was into the second period of the Red Wings game. And it was already 4 nothing. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. They got started early yeah. on Saturday against the, uh, the St. Louis Blues. We'll get into uh, both of those games. The Saturday game against St. Louis and the road trip last night to Chicago. The ceremonies. How cool was it? Great move on Valley Sports Detroit's part. You know, they were going to honor... Obviously, Chris Chelios getting the jersey retirement, uh, so they did that. But then also they wanted to honor Patrick Kane, so they did that with a video tribute at the first TV timeout. And Bally stayed with, uh, the, stayed with the coverage. So they did a split screen. One, uh, one camera had uh, the actual presentation from the video board on it with the live audio, and then the other um, portion of the picture had Patrick Kane live as he was, you know, seeing this. I, I thought it was a masterful job and really really well done there by Bally you just eat that commercial break and figure it out later because uh, that's important right and, you know Shaq's Jersey retirement they did at the I'm trying to figure out did they they did it before they do it before it or at they did it after the Orlando game I think and then they had a, a second game coming up on the broadcast so they did the Jersey retirement stuff over on NBA uh NBA TV and then Shaq and Charles and Kenny and you know Ernie they were debating it and I I think that for something like that, you got to stay with the coverage. Stay with the coverage. I mean, we don't, we're, nobody's dying to see the first quarter of a game, but that's kind of a, you know, that's a once in a lifetime moment. They should have just stayed uh, with Shaq and said, the hell with the programming. I mean, we'll just stay here with Shaq and then wait till this is done and then then take you live. I think more people would have been interested in that. I don't even remember what the second game was uh, at that point, but, you know, neither here uh, nor there. Great move by uh, by Valley Sports Detroit to stick with it uh, through the, uh, through the break, man, because that was that was really cool, and then of course Patrick Kane with the game winner last night in overtime. That was, uh, I mean, storybook stuff, storybook ending uh, to that game right there. All right, what else is going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines.
0: Big news! I have a little news flash.
1: Let's check the headlines. no it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news.
3: This is huge news.
2: So I've been trying to, you know, push for, you know, extending some of these guys earlier. You know, get the extensions done earlier so it costs less as the salary cap goes up. And some of you might have been thinking, well, why does he keep saying that? Well. This came out on Friday. The NFL salary cap is going to rise 30.6 million to a record 255.4 million dollars per team. That's an insane, insane number right there. Crazy to me. And you know what? Good for them. But this is exactly why I keep talking about it. Like we know that the cap is going to go up. So get your deals done now. And although it might look crazy now, it's not going to look that crazy, you know, midway through these guys contracts. Uh, the Orlando Magic beat the Detroit Pistons. Pistons' fifth consecutive loss. 112 to 109 was your final score there. Cade Cunningham led all Pistons scorers and had a game-high uh, 26 in the ball game. Uh, Asar Thompson with eight. Jaden Ivey with eight. Asar was four for four from the field. Jaden was three of 14 from the field, including two of six of three, uh, and they lost the game. The Miami Heat and... Uh, the new orleans pelicans got into a little bit of a kerfluffle. the nba has suspended five players for their role uh, in the melee the warriors have given steve kerr a record two-year 35 million dollar extension to continue to be the coach of golden state so congratulations uh, to him san antonio spurs head coach greg popovich makes more annually sources said but he holds a dual title of president and coach eric spolster signed an eight-year extension pays him about 15 million per season so pretty good. That's $17.5 million per year through the 25-26 uh, campaign. The Detroit Red Wings picked up their fifth consecutive win. With a 3-2 win yesterday over the Blackhawks in overtime. A 6-1 winner on Saturday against the St. Louis Blues. More on both of those games in a wild weekend uh, coming up at 7-35 this morning. The New York Rangers have tied their franchise record with 10 consecutive victories. They beat the Flyers 2-1 on Saturday. Igor Shosturkin made 39 saves for this Rangers team who could set a club mark for consecutive wins uh, as of yesterday against Columbus. Rangers leading the Metropolitan Division haven't lost since January 26 until last night when they fell 4-2 to the Blue Jackets. So they won't set the franchise mark, but they tied the record. So good for them. The Maple Leafs forward Tyler Bertuzzi netted a hat trick on his 29th birthday. They beat the Avalanche 4-3 on Saturday. Good for him. Uh, happy trails. Glad it's working out for him. Eric Bieniemy is set to be a UCLA's offensive coordinator. So the former Washington Commander's OC is finalizing a two-year deal to join UCLA's staff. Pretty interesting there for Eric Bieniemy. Remember, he was one of the hottest names and coaches. And it's like, how does this coordinator not get a look to be a head coach? Why is he getting hired? Oh, my God. And he had to go do his own thing in Washington. We know how that worked out. Uh, Duke's Kyle Filipowski was injured by a fan from Wake Forest as they stormed the court. He stepped on somebody's uh, foot, I guess, and rolled his ankle. The Demon Deacons beat the Blue Devils 83-79. to Flip said, afterwards, this has got to change. His head coach was very outspoken about the court storming. Look, man, I get it. It's a, it's a new age I don't think that you do it in regular... I don't know, man. It's it's just very, very tough. You want to be able to get your guys off the floor before something like that happens. Boom. Guess what? It happened. Shohei Otani will likely make his L.A. Dodgers debut uh, tomorrow, so there's some news coming out of uh, spring training for you. Cody Bellinger and the the Cubs agreed on a three-year, $80 million deal, so that's a pretty nice payday uh, for Cody Bellinger. And, by the way, the Detroit Tigers began their spring training run, so they are... Up and running after losing 22-10 to to the New York Yankees. They tied the Tampa Bay Rays 9-9. to They're back in action uh, today at 105 against the Houston Astros. 22-10. to What a score that is. Exhibition or not, that is wild. Uh, he injured himself by trying to push a fan that was storming the court. Get this soft bleep Duke player off the court. No, that's not why he injured himself. He injured himself because the fan shouldn't be on the court to begin with. Period. If the fan's out on the court, none of that happens. He's trying to get off the floor. People are rushing on. How do you sprain your ankle by trying to push somebody? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Get the court storm out of the game. Get it out. It's not worth it. It happens. If football is even worse. People rush in the field in football. That's that's even worse. Get off the field. I know I sound like the fun police, but in 2024, we can we can evolve a little bit. We can we can change some things. I say. Ban it. Put that up on the poll, Ryan. Put it on the poll, Ryan. Should we ban court storming? I think so. I think we should. Uh, just, especially in regular season. You know, you win your conference tournament game, and some people are there. I don't. I don't even know if I they'll want it there. I would say just in general, uh, just just end it all. There's no reason for it. Especially, it's a conference game. Like, come on, like Wake Forest. I know you guys don't win very much, but I mean. I don't think you need to storm the court in a regular season game that's just me i think it's a dangerous situation for everybody kind of is what it is all right we'll step aside when we return purdue turns michigan into Mackey. the boilermakers fans traveled really well yesterday to ann arbor i was there we'll talk about it next year Exes and bros michigan sports network
1: bill simonson here for my good friend josh garvey now he's a managing shareholder at doran mayhew's grand rapids office Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state. And Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA, accounting, and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Dorn Mayhew. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino in Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now, and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino in Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. This is X's and Bro's on the Michigan Sports Network.
2: Welcome back here to X's and Bro's Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us no matter who you are, where you are how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iArt radio app it's an absolute pleasure to be with you text the keyword sports radio send that to 21000 sports radio to 21000 Meyer supercenter guest line 866-838-4843 866-838-4843 all right let's uh, get into what took place yesterday in Ann Arbor i uh, got a lot of a uh, lot of questions yesterday if this was honestly the case, and the, the honest answer is yes. Uh, the Purdue Boilermakers turned Chrysler Center into Mackey Arena. It's true. It happened. Um, I would say, if I had to guess, it was probably maybe 70-30 Purdue fans. Maybe that's a little high. I'm just guessing, um, based on the audible level, uh, an area that was once uh, the Mays Rage, in the corner by the tunnel was all black and gold. Uh, there was black all throughout the stands, gold all throughout the stands. They were loud. Uh, Purdue took the court, and they were they were rooting for them like our team came out. You know, it was um, you know in the in the very opening introduction of you know welcome and this is the hundred eighth season and. This is Chrysler Center, and you know today's game is the Purdue Boilermakers. And typically, everybody boos audibly. Uh, there was a very, very loud cheer, very loud cheer, and it was like, okay, all right, this is uh, this is a little this is a little different here. This is a little, you know. And and look, Michigan played about as well as they could have played, even though they still lost their fifth consecutive loss. Uh, they. They just don't have it. I mean, there's, there's not a, there's not really a whole lot I can say here um, that's going to shock anybody that's been any different for the rest of it. Outside of the fact that, look, I mean, they got called for a lot of fouls early in this game, and Zach Eadie's the most difficult player to officiate in the league. Uh, I don't know what's, but what's worse is like the SID is a nice guy, but dude, it's a it, like we're courtside, like you're at the scores table. There's no open cheering. There's no barking at refs. You can't do that. Every single year, it happens. Every year. Like, I don't know. Like, I get that you're invested in your team. I'm invested in my team. But I'm not sitting there yelling at the ref while they're running by. I'm not saying anything to the players as they're walking by. I'm not complaining about calls. Oh, that's obvious. Like, no, it's not obvious. What's obvious is your guy traveled. And I was talking to my boss. I was like, yeah, it's a travel. And then I guess he heard me because he's like, no, it wasn't. And I'm like, it's obviously a travel. Like, I mean, it, I, I'm like, it's going viral on Twitter right now. Like, what do you mean it's not? They, he's obviously shuffling his feet. But there's no reason to, like, there's no, first off, there's no reason to do that at the scores table. And if I'm talking to my boss, there's no reason for you to interject. There's, there's number one. Number two is this is not a, if you want to be a fan, you want to cheer, you can buy a ticket. And find somebody that can handle the job the right way, all right? Because that's that's ridiculous. I mean, it's you can ask ask any table in the in the in the entire conference; they would all say the same thing. Like, you don't. There's no cheering. It's like cheering in the press box. You can't do that either, right? You're not supposed to. It there's literally signs that say "no cheering." This is a working press box. Like, don't be a fan. If you're a fan, go buy a ticket. They'll let you take a notepad in the in the in the stadium. But don't use your credential to be a season ticket holder. That's ridiculous. All right. Secondly, uh, Zach Eady, he's a problem. The Purdue Boilermakers out rebounded Michigan forty one to twenty eight, seventeen to nine on the offensive glass. And it wasn't, I mean, look, we were we were getting out rebounded left and right early in the game. It was like twenty two to Six, I think, in total rebounds or something crazy like that. Uh, Michigan took better care of the ball. Only eight turnovers in the game. Or, pardon me, only ten turnovers in the game for Michigan. Eight for Purdue. Uh, so that was good. They they shot it okay uh, from three. We just don't have enough three-point shooting. We just don't. Uh, Doug was trying his best. We had no way. I mean, we had 22 fouls in the game. Terrace Reed fouled out. Will Cheddar fouled out. Trey Jackson had four like it was, it was just a, it was just a, a mess. Because how do you guard him? Because you're trying to be physical, you're trying to contest the catches, you're trying to do everything you can. And Zach Eady was just—he's going to catch it in the paint, he's going to turn, and he is going to dunk it. And there's not a whole lot you can do. Uh, Zach Eady, over the course of his time, he's got 15 career 30 point games. That's the most by any Big Ten player in 25 seasons. He is that dude, and. The crazy part about him is he's starting to get a little more attitude. Like it's, it's pretty like watching his, watching his growth. Like before he was just a big guy and it's almost like he felt bad for being so big. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not that guy. Nope. He is, uh, he's staring people down. He's talking smack. And you know, a lot of people, you know, one of my buddies was at the game with his wife and his son and his son's friend and uh, Donnie Basinski from Larson's there in Monroe. His son, Benny, was all juiced up. I said, look, we're going to need a lot out of Benny tonight. I don't know what he thought about bringing, but whatever he's thinking about bringing, he needs to bring more. And he Donnie was shocked that Purdue travels. Well, first off, Purdue travels really well because you can't get a ticket in Mackey. You cannot get a ticket to see that team at home. So if you want to see him, you got to go on the road. So there, there's number one. You got a fan base that is just dying to be able to get into a building to watch their team play. That's number one. Number two. This is also very very important. Number 2 here. We aren't very good. I mean, Michigan is historically bad this year. Historically bad. And to be honest with you, when when you have a team that is historically bad and a team that's taking on a team that's really good that's not that far away. West Lafayette is not that far away. You're going to have a you're going to have an issue here. And That's what we had. We had an issue. We had a we had a uh, an arena that was filled with more of the opposition's fans. The last time Michigan basketball won just ten games in a season, right? Only ten wins in a single year was John Beeline's first year. You could turn back the clock a little bit. John Beeline's first year, they were ten and twenty-two. Prior to that under Brian Ellerby and Tommy Amaker. Tommy Amaker's first year they were 11-18. Ellerby's last year they were 10 and 18. Then you got that was 2000 to 2002, back-to-back years, 10 and 11 wins, okay? When's the last time Michigan won single digits in a season? Single digit wins. 1981, 1982. They were 7 and 20. 7 and 20. 42 years ago. Crazy to think that that was 42 years ago. But it was. And the thing about it is, is like for most of these coaches, like Beeline, 10 and 22 is first year. 21 and 14 is second. 15 and 17 is third. And then 21, 24, 31, 28. They were 16 and 16. Then they were 23, 26, 33, 30. Like they were dominant. I got there in for hoops I think in 15, 16 and when I got there for basketball, Michigan's men basketball did not lose a home game I think in like two like it was a crazy run they went on at home they did not lose at home. the team was 30 and seven Jawan takes over they go 19 and 12 then they go 23 and five, then 19 and 15, 18 and 16 and now eight and 20. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Tommy Amaker's last two years at Michigan, 05, 06, and 06, and 07, they won 22 games each year. And the program went a different direction hiring John Beline. So we're looking at the worst season, the worst season in 42 years. Wow. That's crazy. Last time they won eight games in a year, 1966-1967. That's, the, that's the, the history that we're approaching here for Michigan basketball. Oh, and by the way, it's not going to get any easier. You're 8-20. and 20, You've got three games remaining, two on the road, Rutgers and Ohio State before coming back home to Nebraska. We'll step aside. Back with more X's and Bros after this Michigan Sports Network.
1: TV. That's MHSAA.tv. 24 7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here.
0: Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle.
1: Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bro's, right here on the Michigan Sports Network.
2: Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride right along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in northwest Ohio and worldwide on the Radio app. We say good morning to you, we welcome you, we thank you, we appreciate you, and of course, we encourage you to join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21000 Sports Radio 21000. All right, let's get into the weekend uh, that was, the Detroit Red Wings uh, with two games back-to-back. lot of action, a lot of activity for our Detroit Red Wings who are finally uh, finally there, right? And it's taken a lot of time, as I mentioned uh, earlier on in the show. Like This is a product of the great Steve Iserman who came into a program after and Ken Holland did what he did. He tried the best that he could, and he carried us for a long time. And as Ken Holland was moving on, and Stevie Y was brought in, this was going to be a very, very tall task. We had a lot of uh, older players, a lot of bad contracts out there. They had to clear up a lot here. And it wasn't just a you know, walk in, do whatever you want, and you're going to have a, have a winner right away. And that's part of the, that was part of the issue, is that people thought that, you know, was good because Steve Eiserman stepped foot in the building, you know, everything was going to change. And some things did change. Right. Some things did change, but at the end of the day, like you got to be able to uh, give the process. You have to trust the process and give it a little bit of time. And before the the Red Wings social team could even get the video out of Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson getting the party started at Little Caesars Arena, they had already scored. And they scored with Patrick Kane, Michael Rasmussen, Robbie Fabry, it's three to nothing, and my favorite part about it was, is that they said highlights coming soon. We're going as fast as we can. Like that was it was great. Um, it 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 truly, truly was goal number one. Maybe we'll have some volume. Maybe we won't have some volume. And if we don't have some volume, that's okay. It could have been a video uh, without any of it. Uh, but the passing was outrageous. Right, guys are finding each other. Uh, they're doing a great job of being able to uh, I think the familiarity makes a, makes a huge, huge difference where guys are one enjoying playing with each other, uh, two, they are uh, comfortable with one another, and they, their, their timing that they've developed across the ice has been sensational. And so when I look at the you know I look at the way that this team is operating right now. I'm seeing a club that is playing extremely well, playing extremely hard, uh, playing for one another, like all of those different things that make a difference. Right, they, All these things that make a difference, the Red Wings have found a way to do it. And for whatever reason, I don't know exactly why. Uh, that's what happens when you go on the road. When you go on the road, sometimes things uh, you, you come back and things just don't work. I don't know why. Uh, the highlight won't play, but that's all I want to do is play the bloody highlight. And uh, for whatever reason, it's not, uh, it's not working. And I don't know why it should. I don't see any problem why, it, why it wouldn't work. Uh, but you know what? Hey, so we'll go without highlights. I had a whole big plan here. And apparently, you know, this thing doesn't want to cooperate. So just kind of uh, just kind of is what it is uh, in the St. Louis game. You played Thursday night, you turn around, you play Saturday, right? That can be, that can be a little bit difficult, but good news for you. Both games are at home. That's awesome. We like that. That helps helps things out a lot. 33 seconds in, Patrick Kane from Shane Gosses-Bear and Alex Dabrinkit. Patrick Kane's 11th goal. Gosses-Bear's 28th assist, Dabrinkit's 29th. It's 1-0 Detroit. That was 33 seconds in. Four minutes and 21 seconds in, Michael Rasmussen from Lucas Raymond. Rasmussen getting his 12th goal of the year. Raymond is 31st assist. Petrie on the second assist got his 15th. Then Robbie Fabry, unassisted, 5 minutes and 24 seconds in. Holy jumping, it's 3-0. We're partying Saturday morning. Then Alex Dabrinkit on the power play, picking up his 20th goal of the season from Mo Sider Daniel Sprong. Sider's 24th assist, Sprong's 21st assist. It's 4-0. Dabrinkit now with 49 points, and we're just getting rid of the first period. Second period comes in and you know we give up a goal it's 4 to 1 whatever uh, JT Comfort adds one to make it 5 to 1 16 minutes and 56 seconds into the second period his 14th of the year Lucas Raymond's 32nd assist Michael Rasmussen's 13th assist and then it one more time this time from Patrick Kane his 21st of the year Kane's 15th assist makes it 6 to 1 it two goals and assist Patrick Kane a goal and assist Rasmussen the same thing one goal one assist Everybody's feeling good. Red Wings take the season series two games to none against the St. Louis Blues. And that was a big game because St. Louis is fighting for their playoff lives. Then you got to go play the Chicago on the road. So it's a road trip, but it's not too far. Six o'clock Eastern time, five o'clock Central. I'm okay with that. You know, it's quick for a three and four. At least you're going to Chicago and you're not, you don't have to fly all the way to like, you know, Calgary or somewhere. Daniel Sprong gets things started in the first period, late in the first period. His 16th of the year from Christian Fisher. His 12th assist, Robbie Fabry's 10th assist. It's one nothing Red Wings. Yesterday, you're like, okay. And yesterday, throughout this process, this is why this is really, really going to bother me uh, if I can't play highlights because I wanted to play the, the Patrick Kane stuff for you. Uh, so I'm going to try to, on the fly here, talk and fix this thing at the same time. So bear with me as I try to get everything squared away here. Um, but for for this team, right... You have a Chris Chelios celebration, which Chelios actually played longer in Detroit than he did in Chicago. Just kind of one of those things, I guess you don't necessarily really realize until uh, it actually happens. And sure, you might want to give uh, Ben Johnson some credit uh, for what he was able to do, but that was in the in the St. Louis game, and with the Detroit three nothing lead in the opening five twenty four, it was the tenth fastest three goals. From the start of a game in franchise history, the quickest since February 9th of 1993. So a historic game there against St. Louis. We're all feeling pretty good. We're all feeling pretty good. And then Chicago comes. Right? And we have the the pregame honoring of Chris Chelios as they raise that number seven into the rafters. Well-deserved. Patrick Kane, before the game, talking about how yeah, Chris Chelios might be the best player in the Blackhawks' history. He was also the meanest. Wait a minute, now we got some audio. This is good. This is really good. Look at us. We're Hey, look at us. We're figuring out on the fly.
3: Yeah, I mean, he could be, you know, arguably the, the best uh, American of all time. I mean, uh, he played 1,600 games. I think he won three Cups and three Norris, maybe. So, uh, you know, just a tremendous career. And, uh um, uh, seemed like his longevity was, uh, you know, his greatest asset—just staying in shape and being able to keep up and be productive at the end of his career too. But he was also mean. I, I you know, I, you know, he might have been. Um, I, he- I heard someone say the other day he was—he uh, was the best player on the Blackhawks, but he was also the meanest on the Blackhawks too. So um, I think it's pretty cool. That was fun hockey to watch back in those days, and just. Um, um, he's been an incredible uh just like friend too, friend to me and uh a lot of advice, great ambassador for the game and um uh, definitely deserving of the honor. So it'll be nice to celebrate celebrate him on uh, on Sunday at the, the United Center.
2: That's what Patrick Kane had to share about Chris Chelios uh it, you know, going into going into the game itself. And you know, we have chelios getting honored he joins mickey redmond on the broadcast and obviously with the ties there with chelios not only to uh, detroit but also you know obviously in chicago i mean that's it was pretty cool and the fact that it was patrick kane's first game back in chicago that made things a lot of fun as well
3: i don't know if i'm nervous i think i'm just more uh you know just looking forward to everything kind of excited about just the whole night in general um you know i Keep thinking like I'm not gonna have too much emotion, but I guess you never know once um, those things kind of go down. So um, just kind of looking forward to see seeing how everything unfolds.
2: It was a magical night to say the least. And what I thought was really cool is they gave the uh, the assistant captain to Patrick Kane on his on his sweater, just like he was uh, in Chicago. You could tell the guys were excited for him. He got the start with uh, DeBrinket, Larkin, and Kane. What a line that is! Holy jumping! In the words of Mickey Redmond, and a, a an absolute celebration for Patrick Kane uh, to see him skate around the welcome back there uh, for Patrick Kane. It was just it, it was just awesome. Listen to that crowd. Skating around, they put the spotlight on him. They brought the lights up. They kept the spotlight on him. Crowd's still going wild. He's just standing around out there. and Valley Sports Detroit played stayed with it the entire time. Look get even louder. He's like, what do I do? Do I skate around? I'm going back. I'm skating back out there. He's going to circle around a little bit. And he's going to head back to the bench. It was just... uh it was just so great for him. And then they just kept going. They weren't going to stop. They said, you know, the hell with that. We're just going to make you feel uncomfortable at this point. It, it, good for Patrick Kane. It just a, what, what a scene it was. And, and the fans nonstop cheering. Uh, the fact that Bally stayed with it, uh, that, was, that was incredible. That was great. And then, of course, obviously, you know, with Sprong getting things started off the right way for Detroit yesterday. Fabry cuts through the middle. Sick check by Blassett.
1: Strong escaped the check. Played it to Fish. Back for Strong. Scores! What a play. What a play.
2: Now, I don't know how the hell he even got enough on this thing. I really don't because uh, Sprong is falling down when he shoots it. It fires an absolute missile. Just a laser. Yeah, I can't even believe he got enough on this to even make it work. Just tripping and shooting at the same time. And it went in. You're up one nothing. Right, and I don't think that we played necessarily, you know, very well. Uh, dominated the face-off circle; that was great. But Chicago was all over us. They were harassing the hell out of us. They were blocking shots. They were hitting. They were back checking. Then they take a two nothing lead, or two to one lead. Pardon me through forty minutes of play. Right, we're still dominating the face-off circle, but I mean, we're, we needed a big third period. And here is DeBrincat's goal that I have watched this probably fifteen times, and still have no idea. How in the world Alex Dabrinkit got this in the back of the net.
1: Back for Kane. On the wing for Dabrinkit. Dabrinkit's got it again. Oh, oh from a oh near my God. impossible angle. Alex Dabrinkit has tied the game in Chicago. This
2: is why I'm such hey, a fan hey, of the throw the puck at the net. Just put it on net. Anything can happen. And DeBrinket scores this thing, which, by the way, the first shot rebound goes into the corner. And DeBrinket is actually behind the goal line, outside of the trapezoid, and just fires it at the net. Like at that point, you are just trying to hit the goaltender with it. Maybe get a maybe get a rebound, right? Maybe get a rebound sort of play there, and it bounces off the goaltender and into the back of the net. That, my friends, is what you call puck luck. And then we get into overtime. We get into OT, and some things are just—I I don't know—some things are just like it, it could not have been a better storybook ending to this thing than to have Patrick Kane in overtime, getting the game-winning goal. Like it was—it was incredible. It was incredible, and of course, who else to give it to him but the Brinket. The Chicago crowd didn't even know what to do. They were like, do we cheer? Do we not cheer? Like, what are we going to do here? Do we party? Do we not party? Like, how? What exactly? You know, what, what do we want to do here? And Patrick Kane, scored the game-winning goal in overtime, in his return, on a night that he was honored. Like, that was... You just... I mean, you just can't script it any better. You really can't. And I'm telling you what, like, the final 60 seconds of regulation, that was stressful enough. But what I want to stress here on this call is listen to Ken Daniels and Mickey Redmond. This is how professional broadcasts sound.
1: Save Reimer, rebound save. Look out.
2: Absolutely love that. You know, Mix fired up. So he's oh, look at this. Look at this. Right? Because you could see, you could see the play breaking. You could see the play breaking. And you knew it was going to happen. The three on three overtime. Like you want to take a shot, but you got to be so selective. And the shot comes in, Kane breaks loose. The puck, as we're watching it, is in the right circle on the television angle. So it's two to its left. And he skates over to it. It just gets a backhand on it. it just slaps it all three blackhawks players were committed uh, to the offense there
1: this, this.
2: this is great i mean ken daniels losing his voice there makes excited but then they let the play breathe right they let the play breathe and let the sound of the game, the sound of the the arena, the United Center there, they let that kind of tell the story. Which I I mean just professionalism at its finest. Like we need, we need, you know how they like they have the camera on Lowe and Dan Miller? You know how they do that with Uncle Lomas? They'll show you that they take you behind the scenes. We need the camera on Ken Daniels. Who do I have to text to make this happen? I need Ken Daniels and Mickey Redmond with like their own camera shot so that we can see. The reaction for those two, Uh, because you know that's Ken Daniels is, God, God love him, God love him. Here's Patrick Kane after with Trevor T.
1: Well, John, we all know the great ones have a flair for the dramatic, and so it was with Patrick Kane in his return to the United Center today. And, Patrick, obviously it's a big two points for the team, but I'm just wondering as you're going in on a breakaway in a moment like this and you know what the day has been built up as, what you're thinking and what those emotions are like.
3: I definitely think of the moment, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, had a, had a move in my book in case uh, I got to a breakaway tonight and stuck with it, and it was nice to see it work out. Just snipe top corner? That simple? Yeah, I just want to slow down, maybe get the goalie to uh, move back a little bit and then, um, you know, try to just follow it in the top corner there.
1: You picked up an assist on uh, Alex Debrinkin's goal as well. And that was a big goal. The way that it went in, obviously, it got you guys to overtime. How important was that goal at that point in time, and what did you see on that play?
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, a, a huge goal for us there. I mean, we... Didn't play our greatest tonight. I think there's a lot going on, going on, a lot of emotion. Sometimes it's tough to focus on those games, but found a way, man. It's just something about this group. We just find a way. But um, really smart heads-up play by him to uh, to shoot it off the back of the goalie, and I think we got a lot of confidence off that play.
2: It was awesome, by the way. Swag surfing in the dressing room. I I don't know when, like, so I'm I'm in college when that song comes out, right? I'm in college you know, road trips to the dirty martini in Toledo. You know, it's a, uh, it's, I think it comes, when does Swag Surfing come out? 2007? You know, so, okay, you know, and then, of course, it's been adopted by uh, football programs, and I know LSU does a lot with it, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, more and more people are using it because they see the, like, I don't know where people have been the last decade that all of a sudden Swag Surfing is back. (laughs) But, you know, Decade plus. I mean, hell, 07, it's 2024 right now. Uh, we saw the uh, the Chiefs and Taylor Swift. I don't know if I would exactly call that swag surfing. I, th- I saw some great commentary on the internet uh, about that. But, like, look, it's, the, and, and that's what's playing in the Red Wings locker room. Like, I love it. I, you can feel the juice, the mojo is flowing. Like, this team, this club right now, like, they are, they are firing on all cylinders. And that's a game where, you know, you look at it on the outside, and it's like, you got to win this one. They come out, they don't play very well. Three games in four days. This one's on the road. A lot to point to, a lot of emotion. They still got the double. Step aside, hour three next, Texas and Bros.
1: Bill Simonson here for my uh, good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U, and if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, services are done in multiple sessions and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break, vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at TheUrbanU.com That is TheUrbanU.com The prepping season is underway and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip that spring break or the summer. Find out more at TheUrbanU.com Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top. By August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the Sharp Dress Simple Man Tour. I'm Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office and eTicks.com. Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and CC Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort
0: The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddithepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddithepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's f-r-e-d-i-thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference.